0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. When 13-year-old Jake's grandfather dies, his family moves to Manhattan back into his father's old Brooklyn home. There, Jake befriends a charismatic Tony, whose single mother, Lenore, uh, is a dressmaker from Chile and runs a shop down, downstairs. Jake's parents soon, Jake's parents, pardon me, Brian and Kathy, one a struggling actor and the other a uh, psychotherapist, ask Lenore to sign a new, steeper lease on her store. And that, will, that sort of begins uh, a series of events that become the backbone of the story, uh, regarding this film called Little men uh, the director and writer co-writer of this film Ira Sachs joins us today here on film school Ira
1: welcome to Film school thanks for having me
0: you're welcome now I'm I...
1: excited the film is is opening in LA
0: yes well let's do that let's mention that it is in in fact as we speak here on August 12th it is opening at the Lemley Royal in Los Angeles as well as the Sundance Sunset cinema in West Hollywood and the Lemley Pasadena Playhouse here in in Pasadena. There you go. So, uh, and and as opened last week in New York, and uh, as I just heard, uh, it did, uh, it was the best uh, opening film uh, for a specialty film in New York uh, last weekend, and uh, congratulations on that, Ira. Thank you. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about the origin of the story. It, it, it's such an intimate film. It feels like something that you have lived, or Mauricio, huh. your your uh, co-writer, Mauricio Zacharias.
1: You know all my films. I, I guess I would say it's interesting. It seems uh, you say uh, it seems like something that must have been real, and I guess that's my intention in all my films. Though they come from places that are tend to be more personal than autobiographical. Specifically, uh, a lot of a lot of the things in the film are, are either things I've witnessed or heard about, or by osmosis, have somehow been able to create um, through through the process of making the movie. So with this film, we wanted to make a film about kids. We, wanted, we came up with this idea based on the viewing of two films by the Japanese director, Ozu. Uh, one is called I Was Born, but the other is called Good Morning. They're both films where kids go on strike against their parents. And we thought that was a good plot for a story. Um, then the question was, why are they going on strike? And, and, and we started to, to think about this friendship and sort of how these two kids might be from different families and what was going to be the conflict between the two families. At that point, Mauricio, his, um, is from Rio. His family owns a shop down there. Um, they were in a long protracted battle with the woman who ran the shop who had stopped paying rent to, to evict her. And every day we were getting together to, to write this script, I would hear a different, Episode from that very painful battle, and it became very clear to me that there was a story there, and, and and so you can sort of see how how these movies come together. There's a movie idea, there's a plot, and then there's life, and I, I somehow try to bring them all together. So you put the story together now.
0: When as you're writing the story, uh, you and Mauricio are writing a story. Do you have actors in mind? I know you've worked with Alfred and Molina in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, in yeah. love is strange, but do you have people in mind, or or is it just the circumstances you'll you'll cast when the time comes?
1: Well, in this case, there was there was a part for Alfred um, uh, that that we we thought he might like, and so we did write um, a small part for him in Little Men, and and luckily he, he agreed to do it. The role of Leonore, who's the single Chilean mother um, who is is having trouble keeping up her rent. Yeah, uh, we wrote for Paulina Garcia, who's an extraordinary actress from Chile, and we had seen her in the movie Gloria mm-hmm. that came out two two years ago and, and we wrote the film thinking that she would be great. Um again, not knowing if she would end up liking the material, but she did. So I, I guess I, I like to write with people in mind, but given the casting process not to, I don't want to corner myself in. It's not that there's only one person who could play any role because eventually I'm creating a fictional world that, that I will be able to find the right people to fill. The, the thing that happens, though, is I, I, I cast actors, obviously, but really what you're doing is casting people. And I think it's always important to let the, the, the kind of soul of the actor come through the film. And that would be true with Greg Kinnear in this film, Um, he's not playing himself, but he's revealing certain things about himself or the kids in the movie. um, They, they are the movie and I, I both created them, but they exist as well.
0: That's an interesting observation in terms of the synthesis of those, of those two different elements that you're talking about, the actor, but you, and you do, it's, it's obvious to me from your previous work that you do, trust actors you you obviously have an affinity because they work with you so well and 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 have you know have have had such success with some of your previous work and i mentioned love is strange Uh and keep the lights on uh and and uh so what is it do are you a a director i know some directors uh put up with actors to to do their bidding Uh and others and it feels like yourself enjoy the, the experience of working with actors
1: i do enjoy it i mean i've also come up with particular strategies mm-hmm. about how to get what i'm looking for out of them and, and i am not looking for any one thing so one of um, what i'm really trying to do is create an atmosphere in which and they're able to reveal themselves what i have found is is that what works best for me is not to rehearse Mm. Um, in advance of the day of shooting. It was actually the director, Sidney Pollack, who was the executive producer of a film I made called 40 Shades of Blue, who gave me that permission because he never rehearsed with his actors. And and for me, a light bulb went off. Um, Because, in fact, when you shoot a movie, you spend hours shooting every scene. So you definitely... Revising and and giving comments and and directing, mm-hmm. but I'd I'd rather those decisions not be made too much in advance, so that in the day of the shooting, actors are constantly discovering their own unverbalized responses to each other, and it's really that very um, uh, temporary and 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 effervescent kind of um, experience between people that the camera. They're so good at capturing. So I don't rehearse, um, but I do kind of encourage and build a world for the actors that's very, very real. So, for example, in a, in a, there's a scene in an acting class um, in this movie with Michael Barbieri. The the man playing his his acting teacher is his name, Mauricio Bustamante, and he is Michael's acting teacher. All the kids in that scene are from an acting school in Brooklyn, so they're the kind of kids who would be in an acting class, and they're from the neighborhood that the film is set. So all of that gives a texture, which makes it so that the actors, even though there's no rehearsal, they have everything they need to, to reveal.
0: Yeah, and that, that that particular way of going about working with actors. And in this film, you're working with two young men. Um, I don't know. Their ages in the film are somewhere around, what, 13, 14? 13, 13.
1: Yeah, 12, 13, yeah. Yeah. It,
0: does that present a different sort of uh, modality, if you will, of working with mm-hmm. them, given that you're, you're, not, you're not talking about rehearsal time prior to that? Or you, or you just had such faith in them going into this
1: situation? Well, I guess I didn't know because I'd never made a film in which the leads were, were as young as these two boys. So I, I wasn't certain um, what the process would be or what they would need. And they were very different boys, which was something that was apparent very early on. In my mind, one of them, Theo Taplitz, who plays Jake, is straight out of a Robert Bresson film. <laughs> and my my job was to keep him very still mm-hmm. in some ways because so much is revealed just just through his eyes and through his body. Um, Michael Barbieri, he plays Tony. is 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 like strict Scorsese. He's <laughs> like he could be Joe Pesci at thirteen, or De Niro or Al Pacino, who are his heroes. There's a there's a liveliness that has to do with with the, as a director with with not um, not being too strict on him, letting him him be improvisational in times, and that's that's part of the freedom that I needed to give him. Um, so you know. That was one thing, but what i what I realized is that the kids, if they're good actors and, and if they're not, there's nothing you can do about it. They were very similar to adults um, and other people I've worked with they They needed me to be attentive to what was working and what wasn't, but they also I needed to trust them and and I needed to um, let them be um, you know, I think the one note I gave both of them, which they've repeated since we finished the film, so I think it was was helpful, which was which was less is more. Mm. They have to trust the material and, and not try to push it.
0: We're speaking with Iris Axe. the co-writer and the director of the new film Little Men. It's opening here in Los Angeles today at the Lemley Royal. This is August 12th, as we're speaking. The Lemley Royal in Los Angeles and the Sundance Sunset Cinema, as well as the Lemley Pasadena Playhouse. It's currently... Been running in New York uh, City, uh, specific theater or theaters that people could uh, check it out if they're listening to this. It's at,
1: the, of... it's at the IFC Center in uh, in downtown and the Film Society of Lincoln Center uptown. Excellent, excellent.
0: And and the film is as much about uh, Little Men is as much about the, these kids as it is about differing ge- generations. We the the film is premised on the idea that the grandfather has just passed and now the the his son is is coming to live in the place that he lived in and so you get this diff, multi-generational uh, element to the story that's important to you yeah. isn't
1: it very much so i mean i think that that um it was certainly the same kind of themes that come through love is strange and i think has a lot to do with with the age i am i'm I'm 50 at this point and also my experience watching my parents get older and watching my kids start to grow up. And and those two things make me feel very much in the middle. Um, You know, one of the things that I I realized, I think only after the film was was done and I've watched it um, over the last year, is that in a way what the film is about is that moment when children learn that there is a past. Mm -hmm. It's something kids don't know. Uh, when they're very young, they have to have experience to know that there are things that are ultimately behind them. And I think that that's such a, um, it's such a beautiful moment in in childhood, but it's also full of, uh, of, of of many other different emotions as well. And I think that's one of the things we tried to capture in the story.
0: And I'd also add, because you even articulated in the film, that uh, the other end of that that proposition is that understanding and realizing your parents are people and not just your parents and that if you met yeah. them on the street what would be your reaction to them and it's alluded to in the film but i think that's something that even myself i'm, I'm older my my parents my mom passed away a few years ago but it, there was a moment and it, i was probably in my 40s and uh, maybe that's too that's maybe later than most people realize that our, our parents have passed in and they have issues, and they have baggage, mm-hmm. and they have all these other things that go along with it, and and to realize that they're not just mom and dad. It, I don't. I may be over-explaining it, but it was such a, a such a jolt to me to sort of
1: see them in that context. And yeah, well, I, I think that that's something that, and I, and you can never once you've made that realization, that doesn't mean that you actually have a deep understanding of who they are. When you're talking about that, what I realized in some ways. Is you're talking about the challenge of of, of, a, of a writer for me and a filmmaker and a storyteller to to try to understand my characters as deeply as possible and all the different perspectives. So in this film, you have two families who are fighting over over land, which is a age old problem. and 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 uh, and it was important for me that it not be easy for the audience to choose sides. It's actually what I think makes the film quite suspenseful emotionally because you don't you have ambivalence about both both the landowner and the, the shop owner. And that's something we really tried to create in the story. So so the Greg Kinnear and Jennifer Ely, their family is not very rich. Um, Paulina Garcia and her her young son are not very poor. Um, everybody's sort of fighting for this, this this middle class in some ways, for the space between those two things. There's a, there's a quote that, that someone said to me that, that I keep coming back to in my own mind, which is from Jean Renoir in Rules of the Game, and it's so great, and it's such a it's a great line of dialogue that I think is a real guiding one for, for me as a filmmaker, which is, the terrible thing is that everyone has their reasons. <laughs> yes. And it is terrible, Isn't but it? it's, as a storyteller, it's so great when you can try to understand all the different reasons at play and and the conflict that brings up,
0: and I would refer to it as the ripple effect as well. That that, that uh, the 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 initially very benign and friendly encounter that uh, Greg Kinnear and and Jennifer L have with uh, with Lenora, played by as you mentioned Paulina Garcia, who's everyone here is terrific, but she's particularly uh, noteworthy in that. Her character possesses this ability to turn on it in a in a very understandable but very distinct way. Her character reveals sides uh, of of herself in this film that are consistent with the character and the situation, but are striking. She does a wonderful job of just finding that place where the door slams. <laughs> and I would uh-huh. in one specific uh-huh. scene. And um, but it, all of that, and again, it's that the the rippling effect that the impact it has, not just in the relationship that these new neighbors are sharing, but also uh, the kids and 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 it, and, it, and it as, as it ripples out from there. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I, and it's such a wonderful, and I love about films like yours, and this one in particular, is that ability as a filmmaker to clearly see ramifications and not, it's, there's nothing vague i mean the uh, sort of the nuances are there but there's nothing vague about seeing how it all plays out among the characters and i love that
1: well i think it's it's you know it's a film that's actually very very dramatic um it appears to, to it takes a kind of gentle way of getting there but ultimately um when things happen in our lives even if no one notices they can be monumental i mean they can be like fireworks going off and and for me that's what the attention I try I try to give to to, to, to the stories that I tell um, which is to to empathize with with the danger and the fear and the sadness and the passion and, and in this case the joy yeah. uh, that, that that these kids have with each other which is a really you know, utterly cinematic in the sense that childhood is cinematic that's why everybody's always pulling their phones out and shooting it. It's because <laughs> it's so great to watch yeah
0: there there's I referred to it at the very top of the interview uh the intimacy of this film and 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 I just wanted to sort of as a filmmaker let's this show is called film school so let's talk let's talk a little bit about the art of the filmmaking involved here mm-hmm. um Achieving intimacy—I think we've sort of answered broadly in the in the questions you've already answered how you got there and uh-huh. the writing of the characters and all that. But is there are there sort of cinematic devices that you use? I know the pace of the film is very consistent, uh-huh. And, and, uh-huh. and 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 so that's part of it. But what do you sort of as a filmmaker you you want to pull people into a story and really understand the characters? Obviously, good writing is a,
1: a big part of it.
0: But what else, is there something else that you would sort of point to as a filmmaker that helps
1: that? Um, you know, I, I think that's a, that's, that's a long and interesting conversation, and it sort of, um, for me, it, what it brings to mind instantly is is that the only other job I think I could have had which would have been to be a psychoanalyst, mm-hmm. because I think in a way what directing takes is both the ability to, to kind of discern analytically what's going on in the situation and also to maintain empathy um, at the same time and yet not to veer towards sentimentality, right. which I think is always the – sentimentality does not make things more intimate. It makes them um, more sticky in some ways. Yeah. And, I, and I guess um, for me it's about a, um, a positioning myself in some ways where I'm, where I'm as observant as possible. And ultimately that observation kind of can, can be conveyed to the audience through, through the film itself. Um, I think you also need to be a a good storyteller. You need to like understand the nature of drama and, and how uh, situations reveal themselves and what makes um, films exciting, because I think all of that brings people emotionally closer to the film too.
0: Well, by the way, we're speaking with Iris Sachs. He's the co-writer and the director of the film *Little Men*. It's out here, out now today, in Los Angeles at uh, the uh, Lemley. Oh my gosh, edit edit point. I'm sorry, I I, I lost uh, my little okay. my, my little. Uh, You're doing great. Yeah, thank you. That's <laughs> at the Lemley Royal uh, in Los Angeles, uh, Sundance uh, Sunset Cinema in West Hollywood, and the Lemley Pasadena Playhouse. I'm just going to point to a couple of technical things in regard to the, this idea of intimacy, and you, it, I mentioned pacing, and I think that's a part of it. But I also think that positioning of the camera, color schemes—they're mm-hmm. all. I mean, I think there's a tech. There are technical things mm-hmm. that you can achieve that bring people in. Obviously, the settings are important. But I love uh, the camera work here, and I, is it Oscar Duran? Is it? Thank you. I, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just love it. Uh, you were I, you were in the right place. I mean, it just seemed like all these characters. I never felt like I was. I, I felt like the the camera was
1: always in the right place. Well, it's, when I say I don't rehearse with my actors, what I'm really doing is is spending all that time with my cinematographer. I spend more time with him and in in preparation for shooting than anyone else. And um, we uh, we really thought a lot about perspective, and we thought a lot about a certain kind of. Um, aesthetic rigor and beauty uh, I think of the film as a kind of modernist Film it's simple but if it works It, it has elegance and it has Kind of history yeah. in the image And I think that's that that's Very it's, it's exacting And this film took a kind of exacting Approach Ozu obviously is a huge Influence I mentioned him earlier For both Mauricio yeah. Zacharias and myself as writers But also um, in, the, in the shooting of the film, um, to the extent that there is a kind of dignity that can come with being patient in a story, um, yeah. and also it can, it, you know, the, so many of the Ozu films by the end, you're you're in you're you're weeping. There's a, there's an emotionality that comes through um, that I think has to do to some extent with the camera, as you say.
0: Yeah. it's a beautiful film, and and uh, the acclaim has been. Universal. I mean, I could the throughout. Uh, if you go to the the website for the film, um, littlemenfilm.com, dot you can find out more. But the uh, the accolades have come fast and furious here for the film uh, awards. I'm sure are soon to, soon to follow. It's it's just a wonderful film, and I can my congratulations to you, Ira, on
1: another thanks so much beautiful work. It's uh, a pleasure to talk about the film and and, and in these different ways.